Welcome to the Minx and Muse podcast. I'm your host, Crimson Minx, creatrix of Minx and Muse, a dark feminine playhouse where we awaken our innate magic through esoerotic dance and witchcraft. Welcome to the Portal of Enchantment. Welcome, Starbeam, to the Minx and Muse podcast. Hello. Hi, hi. Happy to be here. So happy to have you. Thank you for joining. And let's jump on in. I would love to just start by having you introduce yourself. I'm sure people who are familiar with the studio know who you are, but for perhaps those who are not familiar with the studio, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Starbeam. I uh, love to do energetic, witchy, exciting experiments. <laughs> uh, love folding ritual into everyday aspects of my life and very much a mess around and find out attitude kind of person. Nice to meet you. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for joining. And Starbeam is an instructor at the studio. She is also our coven assistant. So if she's not teaching, a lot of times you'll still see her um, working. And she does virtual and in-studio classes. And you really do specialize in the energy witchery. And I feel yes. like I don't know this about you. And I would love to know... When did you get into energy work? What started that? And what did that look like? Mm, Long-term self-healing journey. Um, (laughs) I discovered, I was referred to a Reiki practitioner after some like psychedelic experiences that I had that were very spiritually driven or brought me into some sensitivity about subtle energy um, that I didn't know how to call it at the time. Um, but on the other side of that, I was referred to, you know, my the, the, the friend facilitating, uh, like referred me to the care of a Reiki master practitioner um, who was like, you know, all the things that, <laughs> that kind of seem to surface up in this experience um, could be explored just with just you as a person and the, you know, wisdom that this, that this, this person has. And in the experience, my friend also was like soothing me with Reiki. I didn't know that at the time they were just like literally just holding me and like touching me. So um, in the simplest way, that is like (laughs) being cared for (laughs) very lovingly brought me into energy work. But I I do have like a long, long history of like being in in, like a healing journey. So um, it's been a great tool to bring it all together. That's cool. Who was it? Salvador Dali who said, I don't do drugs. I am drugs. I feel I like love that. <laughs> that applies to your experience with energy work. Like I don't need drugs yeah. when I can learn yes. to manipulate and work with energy, which is kind of. Yes. And like, that's my I, language. Yes. Um, I, feel like some people will know what Reiki is, but for people who were like, fill me in, what is Reiki? And what is energy work in general, I guess? Yeah, Uh, energy work takes many different forms, um, but it generally entails um, a channeling of energy. And it's understood that, you know, you as the human are you are a channel you know people refer to channeling something but it's like you are the channel and and an energy can come through it um and choosing to work with a specific type of energy to channel um is kind of the basis for like most energy work practices and reiki is one of those um and reiki the word itself like kind of a loose translation like from Japanese is like life force or like flowing force and so in the Reiki practice you're channeling uh it's like generally people in Reiki seem to refer to as like source energy um but it can have like a lot of different names 
It's like unmanifest. Yeah, source energy, just think of universal energy. Think of yeah. endless source energy. And yes. that I think is something to demystify the idea of energy work. Mm-hmm. It, you're not necessarily using your own energy. And I know as an energy worker, you're not supposed to be. And that is something that for, I think, is not understood in the beginning because you think, oh my gosh, this person has this magical power and they like have all of this <laughs> like latent mm-hmm. energy, just endless source within them. When in reality, you learn as an energy worker, you're not supposed to deplete your own energy. You're literally supposed to be the channel for and access this higher, abundant, endless source of energy. And so people who mm-hmm. get Reiki get attunements and i know like that's like so woo woo and like what do you mean (laughs) totally an explanation for attunements or is it yeah i think no i think there's like a very practical way to understand because too like an attunement's a ritual right but when you go into that you are it's like an initiation and it literally is i think of it as like a radio you're tuning yourself to whatever it is that you're deciding you want to become and be a channel for. Um, So yeah, you're like making a commitment to, in Reiki, the attunement is you're getting attuned to be more sensitive to the source energy and what it feels like. And just remembering that that guides your life or that you're in a co-creation with it. Kind of like you said, it's not just like you. And actually I feel a lot of people come to it um, like feeling like maybe their own personal energy is, is depleted and you learn like how you can have these restorative sources to call from in the process too. So yeah, love that. Yeah. But yeah, attuning is, oh yeah. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of times people, that's an early energy worker mistake is using your own uh-huh. energy and not, not accessing higher energy. Yes. But I love that explanation. You're like, I got to tune myself to 100.7 because, and now that you get that attunement, now you can very clearly, without all of the static, you can very clearly pull in that wave of energy and move it through you to then either used for yourself or for other people so many different purposes yeah but yeah it's like it's also not just like an an experience that just sits by itself you're saying when you get an attunement you're saying like i i it's my will that i shift my life to be attuned to the frequency of for this it's reiki which is like yeah universal love and you know um just alignment with the divine (laughs) and it's a very sovereign journey where you choose to to receive that alignment totally yes have you so have you done other kinds of energy work because for we're just gonna we're just talking energy witchery today so love it um we're about to just let's get weird and see what's out there but i would love (laughs) energy I remember the first time I had an energy, I've had a lot of energy sessions. Um, I love it. It's so fascinating and fun to me. And Mm -hmm. I can very much feel the shift whenever I do it. But I remember the first energy session I did, I really didn't understand, but um, this was a mentor (laughs) I was working with at the time and he did crystal energy work. So it wasn't, I'm sure he was Reiki something as well, but um, (laughs) crystal energy healer or practitioner. And it tripped me out because I was like, well, what were you putting your hands in to make them cold? And then what were you putting your hands in to make them hot? Energy. Get to certain chakra points, which I understand now, the uh-huh. the energy on in different ways and getting different temperatures. And he would use the crystals as kind of like a way to to conduct the whole kind of like shifting and transmutation of energy. And it was beautiful. But as someone who didn't understand energy work, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I thought he was like manipulating different like heat and colds and like, what am I feeling? And what is this? So I love that. I just love how it puts you in touch with like subtle senses like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What other energy modalities are you familiar with or have you had experience with? 
Um, well, I love, I love that you brought up crystal energy healing because I discovered after I got into Reiki that like crystal energies, like I was like, oh, every time I get into a Reiki session, a crystal energy comes up. Um, and it was like recently affirmed to me. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you're freaking channeling the crystal. You're not just like, oh, it's symbolic. I mean, in some way it's like, yes, it's symbolic, but it's like, no, I can feel all the properties of that crystal, like channeling through my hand. And it's, yeah, those, so uh, I, I love crystal energy healing. That's so nice. Um, I also uh, have explored a lot on my own with the violet flame um, energy method. Um, and that's like probably a second, like close favorite to Reiki. I feel like it kind of isn't something that it is, is the energy of it. It feels like much more <laughs> just like, it's like a more high vibrational energy. Um, and so it can be used under like certain circumstances, whereas like Reiki is a good like daily driver <laughs> i feel um those are like the main two that i've explored i've explored a little bit of pranic energy healing um i've received some of it i should say specifically um and those that brought us that brought us pretty significant like visualization to mind um the person who did that it was like a uh their method was to less about channeling energy into each of the chakras, but it was um, about like restoring the web of the pranic field. They say it's like an interconnected web. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And the person that was doing it, he was just like <laughs> covered in rainbows, like his whole like energy was just like all these rainbows. I was like, whoa, it was like early when I was first kind of like really like, oh, this is like so real, you know, it was very cool. But the same as like different sensations of temperature, just so awesome that humans are capable of this. <laughs> like when we, we start awakening to the potentiality of energy yeah. work, I feel like it's very, I kind of miss that newness of like magic <sighs> and, and <laughs> just constantly being like mind blown, like what? Uh -huh. I just, um, even, oh my God. Memory just came to mind. I went to, I think I've shared this in Coven before, because here's the thing, you just named like four or five different versions of <laughs> energy. But energy yeah. is everything. So there is no limit to what you could consider energy work because people are going to be accessing it in their own ways. And there are these existing attunements and systems that you can tap into, but it doesn't mean that's going to be the only access point because I'll never forget. This was like probably maybe eight years ago. Um, I went to an energy workshop, whatever this man, his name was Masajati and he had his whole backstory is he died. And he had gotten pulled underwater and was pinned and while on vacation and like he had died and came back and um, was revived. And when he was revived, he had all of these awakened powers. And at this point, I wow. was pretty into all of this, but I, so I was like, <laughs> well, I gotta go experience this. I'm not kidding you, this man walked, and it was a smallish room. Um, I was at a place called Wanderlust Yoga and he um, in Hollywood and he had walked by and because he was just like being drawn to certain people doing work. And when I tell you, I, was, I did not get worked on personally by him, but the <laughs> energy and warmth and like when him just walking by the energy coming off of this man was something that I had never felt before. It was like he, he was, was just steeped. <laughs> it was, it was big. It was hot. It was um, high vibrational. I mean, people were just kind of like, kind of, I hate to say pass out, but they were kind of passing out as he was working on them. Um, in like a, everyone was fine, not in like a crazy way. Everyone signed papers. We all signed up for this crazy shit. But that was still that was eight years ago at this point, and just being like this, there that there was no way he could have faked that, right? Like I yeah. felt that. And that was really a point where I was like, I'm really, and I think that was after my crystal session. So I was really starting to realize, oh, this can really come from anywhere, but like 
this man was not attuned to anything. He just it just came into it. And yeah, yeah to, that woke me up to like energy work is huge and it's can be really kind of confusing when you first mm -hmm. start hearing about it. But I think the more you hear different stories about it, the more you realize like, this is a little demystified. This is literally just ways of accessing energy in the world around us when we choose to tap in. Yes. And I love that people like what you experience, they like an energy, having an energy work practice. I feel like in the long term, it's, it's about have like having the capacity for like the I don't know I look at it as like for having like the greatest capacity for whatever you're choosing to align with and like as you were saying that about him I was just like wow that's a person who like you can't it, it's just he's just dedicated to it like throughout his whole life probably he's just stayed with his attuned nature and it's like that it just steeps and steeps and steeps and then it like how you're saying the way it transfers to other people and they have this, those experiences, like it can, he's very much bringing in that like altered state of what it's like to begin to, to attune to that. How you're saying like the newness of it, you know, like that, that it's like, it can be very like ecstatic and, and beautiful and, and overwhelming. But I think too, like, that's kind of what keeps people like staying with their practices is like meeting someone like that, where it's always like, Oh shit. Like, wow, you really can just like, uh, cultivate that you know and yeah a lot of people have just a, a natural attunement to like you know to me that's obvious it's like oh that person's attuned to the divine like awesome you know but it's like everyone can do it they're just like opening the the way for anybody else who's like oh yes me too <laughs> i would like some of that also <laughs> to experience yeah. something to understand that it is the true potentiality of it Yes. Um, and yeah, so just kind of sharing that with anyone listening that like, don't put energy work in a, uh, a bubble. I think some people just think energy work is Reiki and do, mm -hmm. do energy work in Reiki is just a very small example of the endless sources of energy work. Um, totally. Yep. It's a more popular one. Um, and yes a very effective one, but there are, and even like, so I think about that was something I wanted to chat with you about was this idea of like creating our own energy practices. And I feel like that's something that you're really <laughs> empowered by this idea of like, I understand energy, how to access it, how to work with it, how to manipulate it. And now I can be the artist an energy artist, and I can start actually working with this energy to create like ritual or ongoing practices. So what are, what are your thoughts on that? Oh my God, I love that. Um, yes, because I was gonna, I was thinking about this earlier too, is like, once you have an attunement of any sort or decide you're attuning your life in any way, it does, it opens up all these different, like, oh, well, if I know how to channel this, like I can also channel this and all these. And so, yeah, um, my practice with energy work has evolved into this like, like, yeah, it's not just Reiki. And then I'm also surprised at the amount of like, it's like energy work and witchy work, like they just like are right interconnected, right? And so to me, that opens this door of like um, energy work with different elements, energy work with um, different planetary energies. And it's like, if whoever is listening that is like, oh yes, I am a witch. I work with those energies. It's like that you may as well also refer to yourself as an energy worker. <laughs> You know, especially if it's like, and the new moon, and yes. you're working with lunar energy, well, you're working with a waxing <laughs> and a waning energy, like yes, energy work. Yes, very specific, subtle energies. <laughs> but I feel like the key is really it comes back to like the subtlety and like being in touch with your senses and being in touch with like what does source energy versus my energy, my emotional energy feel like, you know, it being in it requires you to know those things. And then the more you just get to affirm like, oh yeah, it doesn't have to be raining. I can call upon rain energy. That crystal doesn't have to be here. I can just call upon it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. 
even think about talking about that, but this idea mm-hmm. as witches that sometimes you need to work, you know, it'll say you need a sprig of rosemary, right? And you're like, I don't have rosemary. You can call upon the energetic spirit of rosemary, the overarching spirit of rosemary and work with it in your ritual that way just as you can access like saturnian energy or venus energy or earth or fire energy or that's you know when we're casting Mm -hmm. circles or we're calling them in during our rituals um yes you know this the idea of spirits and especially when it comes to the plant spirits or the crystal spirits or the um you know, the, the elementals, these, these are energy energies. Yes. I love that you said that. Cause I was, I was thinking like, oh, well then what if I'm, I'm a witch and I, I got a thing that's like, do this spell and you need rosemary. And it's like, okay, well then if you don't have access to rosemary itself and you want to know, like, what does rosemary feel like? Like, then you are asking, you're very literally asking rosemary, like, who are you? What are you? What, are you about magically and you're strengthening your psychic abilities as well as coming to learn about, you know, this, this plant plants will tell you or whatever other spirits you want to talk to. I like talking to plant spirits. They're generally friendly. They'll tell you like what they, you know, will benefit in magic. And you can go look it up in a book afterwards. And then you're like, Oh shit, that was right. Cool. I'm a psychic witch. <laughs> like I got that info and, you know, psychic energy worker. Like I feel like too, the more we just like give ourselves credit for that, that has helped me a lot in my journey is actually like honoring that, you know, like giving it credit and naming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And feeling the energy. And we, you and I talk about this all the time of like having an embodiment practice and this idea of how having an embodiment Mint practice is just going to make you more adept at being a witch, an energy worker, um, a, a spirit communicator, all of these things, all of these things you associate with being a witch, I feel are extremely heightened once you choose an embodiment practice and stop trying to think your way through things and start to get in your body and feel and intuit your way through things. Absolutely. And I can attest to it. And I've spent, I, I've spent so much of my life. I look back right now and I'm like, wow, what did I ever do before movement and, and, and feeling and like, say like, oh, what did I do before that? I was like, oh, I thought about everything. And that's great. Like the thinker is so, it's so sharp. <laughs> but like, I like the way my life has shifted since like attuning and centering to my body and my body's experience and all the magic and science psychic information that it holds and things it's like or is able to feel it's like that like the way my life has changed because of centering that is like I wouldn't trade it for the world and like my brain can still think about everything it's not it hasn't gone anywhere (laughs) yes very Aquarian so very Um, such fixed energy yes you have that fixed air (laughs) like vibe which I love about you and I love that so you naturally gravitate towards being in the head you know that totally and it feels safe it feels safe to me (laughs) but that speaks to why embodiment practice is so safe because or is so great because getting out of that zone is that's an instance where safe is not like the best thing for us always the body is really secure you know Let's talk about that actually because uh-huh. you've you've gotten very adept and I'm sure a lot of people listening experience things like anxiety or mm-hmm. different kind of like you know mental states where they're just like I don't want to be here right now you know <laughs> yeah. we're not about like escapism and not honoring your emotions we're talking more mm-hmm. about like I don't want to be anxious in this situation um yeah and I don't you know my mind controlling me and I do feel like Mm -hmm. you have created some very wonderful energy practices to tap into can you talk a little bit about that yeah I would love to oh my gosh I feel like most of I feel like my energy practice journey started out as like trauma recovery and it has become like mind maintenance that has what it has like evolved into and part of me 
had to like evolve in my healing journey of thinking like I this is part of that what I love about the studio is is that like um there's a lot of that shift happening from like oh healing is like we put things in this box and then it's like pretty and we close it up and it's done like versus like no it's this like always integrating unraveling experience and like with that my like directive for energy work has has shifted um which is something that i i really love about having an energy work practice is as your needs change it can change too so it used to be yeah, about like trauma recovery and like getting in my body staying in my body just grounding just being present like you were saying versus like m mind awareness and like um you know, knowing like, when is it that that's a tool that's helping me? And when is like my emotional body more of the thing that I will be leading with? Um, and being able to like modulate between those, those two things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, were you going to ask something? No, no, go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I was going to say part of that evolution, um, has been I, I always like try to I'm trying to like look at it in these steps but these things always overlap and like most of the people in the world at this point have been have experienced like a turn there's like been an upturn in like bodily anxiety at least because of the things that have happened in the last like few years if nothing else but it's like oh well that overlaps with the, with where I come from in my life anyway it's like um being able to utilize an energy work practice so that you feel secure enough to like maintain your sense of presence. And that's like you said, it's not an escapism thing. It's not about like pushing away how you feel, but it's like an energy work practice will help you like hold how you feel just like that much more securely. Like that's what I have found. And then the outcome becomes like, oh, I see different steps I want to take in my life. My energy work practice is showing me it's like more brightly illuminating. What are the choices that I want to take to handle how I feel about any of these different parts of my body that I'm in touch with. Um, and, you know, so you get to, I feel like it bolsters you in making, making those choices for yourself in a more like intentional way. Um, that's what it has done for me. <laughs> Whereas I maybe used to think this is the thing I get to put over all of my troubles. Um, it very much showed me like, no, I'm going to light the way for you to be empowered and involved on what you do about your troubles and about your, you know, how you want to feel about your life and, and your choices to make. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Like basically what you're saying, if I'm getting this right, is that it's like a form of regulation of self-regulating. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so when these things are coming in or you're feeling you're tapping into this anxiety, well, you have this embodiment practice. So you're recognizing, oh my gosh, this is an anxiety coming in. This mm -hmm. isn't like a valid fear. Um, there is no, I'm not being chased in the jungle right now, right? Like mm -hmm. this is, this is rising up and I'm choosing to use my energy practice to regulate that so I can stay in the present and choose with how I'm going to process this versus let it control me. This so much. And the practices also like bridge the space between like, yeah, like, oh God, like, oh, what's this feeling? And yeah, like I was saying, the energy practice allows you to stay present and like, let it be secure. And yeah, that is, you nailed it. <laughs> energy we always yes. talk about that the yes. just be the energy that controls the energy and i feel like when you have when you dedicate yourself to ongoing energy work and sometimes i think just a dance ritual can be energy work um oh uh, yeah what you're doing yeah you are <laughs> maintaining your energy meaning you are somatically like moving through certain emotions or energy that perhaps have built up over the day or the week um, and when you have these continu continual intentional energy practices, what you're doing is next time that anxiety comes in, it's not as strong or it's not as manipulative or it's not as controlling. Um, and that you're building up other areas. Maybe this means, okay, I need to build up my root 
my grounding, my security energy center. So that next time something comes in, I feel grounded and rooted. So it's like this whole like beautiful web of the pranic web. It's also like that stuff is giving you the information. Like that's the really cool thing about it. Whereas it's, yeah, how we're saying it's not like an escapism thing. It's not like checking out. It's bringing you into these things. Like you can actually feel them and be aware of them. You know, that's, that's such a, a, a great skill to, to be able to um, assess with yourself. You know, that's, it's powerful. Yeah, I totally agree. I just think I can't imagine my life. I remember my life. Well, actually, another story I have is when I remember when I lived in New York, this in this was my first job in New York. It was like 2005 ish. And um, I hated this job. And I was just going through like a various probably the guy Deb never had like clinical depression was definitely the most depressed I've ever been in my life because I had personal stuff going on. Um, just a lot of just a lot of things going on. Um, I was in my mid 20s. And um, I remember and I was not woo, I was not witch at all at this point. <laughs> but I just intuitively, I had to sit on my bed every day before I went to work. And I had to breathe in blue, and I had to ble- breathe out red. And I had to mm. keep doing that breathing in and out blue till the red turned blue. And that was, now I see what I was doing. I was like using (laughs) color to like regulate my nervous system and to like release stress and anxiety and to get myself into a calm enough state where I felt like I could go to work. And that was something I just like intuited and, and made up during, you know, my my young, my youth. And that's, you know, as being older, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. But that is a prime example of how you can like, you can create any kind of energy practice you want. I love using colors to kind of shift. Yeah, that is the best. And it's the easiest, you know, to tap into like the temperatures of the colors, the associations in that way, like, like your body was literally telling you like, about your your nervous system, you know what I mean? Like you have one side that's cooling, one side that's heating, and you're the force that can temper them, you know, and your body just, and your, your imagination, your intuition just led you to it, you know? So like, that's the most amazing thing. And it's the fact that you, like you said, you would sit on your bed, just like, I'm going to make this intention. This is going to happen. I don't know. You you know, you weren't like witchy about it. You're just like, I have to survive my day and like live and go to work. So I I love that too, because sometimes I think energy work, it's like, oh, it's this extra layer on top of like, I'll go to this, you know, workshop or I'll go to this thing once in a while. But it's like, um, I appreciate that you bring it up in the realm of like mental health things that you were experiencing because it, it becomes a very powerful tool in a very tangible way when you're like in like a survival mode situation, whether it's psychologically or physically or any of that, like how you say it's like a regulatory thing. Uh, that's it's, it's so far from woo in that way. And, and same as a tool that like brought me, you know, back <laughs> in from struggles in that. So I, I love that. Yeah, I feel like in terms of mental health, having energy practices to lean upon can be so supportive. It's um, everything. Yeah, it brings it makes you feel more sovereign in your your emotions and your energy and your power of like, okay, like I have the ability to to shift this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you feel more in control. Yes. So yeah, Love and there's that. like you can use colors. I mean, obviously there's sound energy and healing and mm-hmm. you know people and then you know sometimes it's called healing but sound healing but it's just energy work still but it's just uh more auditory and you know you work with solveggio frequencies or you do people like the binaural beats and to me that's it's all fucking energy work even totally. works like energy work you know like expand your idea that energy work has to be going to a practitioner and lying on their their mm-hmm. bed you know or, yeah or and like massage. just hovering which mm-hmm. then which you know i'm coming into that listen <laughs> yeah I totally <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's not practical it's not 
things like within the, you know, what in this very moment, I need a tool or, you mm -hmm. know what, not every morning I'm going to go do that. But if you have like a morning ritual or an evening ritual or a lunchtime ritual, like we are, that's something that makes Muse we're about. We talk about this all the time, the sovereignty of the witch. How are you the ultimate creatrix of your life? How are you the energy that controls the energy? Like that is a a huge responsibility that comes with owning the word witch, as far as I'm concerned, is that you have to take personal responsibility. And by understanding and doing energy work, I do feel like we're tapping into this like inner sorcery of showing up more intentionally and not allowing um, internal or external influences to control and manipulate us. Yes. And That's you're so actually... Absolutely. And you're increasing your ability to, to co-create with those things too. Again, it's like the, the other option is not to check out, you know, taking responsibility means like, doesn't mean it means being, it means being inter interconnected and, and involved in. So yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we're going to have a whole podcast on my whole thing with checking out and all of that, because I think that that is, a standard practice when people get overwhelmed. And I think it can be one of the least healthy things you can do with those situations. Instead, be an active participant in your life. Don't look into a black screen and let that hypnotize you and mm -hmm. take you even further out of your, your body and your intention. So, but uh, you don't yes. want that. Tangent. <laughs> I will be back for that conversation. <laughs> you know, we talk about black mirrors a lot. Um, in our coven classes and how mm -hmm. black mirrors are what people scry into in mm -hmm. order to, to, to access a portal um, to the spirit world or to more um, uh, interdimensional energies. And what happened is we have, we have phones, we have TVs, we have flat screens. They're all black mirrors. So what's happening is you're getting sucked into these portals and you're being brainwashed. Mm -hmm. You're literally being brainwashed. No, so also, it's like if you are, if you, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, if you were using a black mirror to scry, like you're setting an intention about what you want to, what information you want to receive from it. And so, yeah, then versus like, okay, if I'm just like mindlessly scrolling, I am scrying, but I've like, I'm not even yet choosing what information I take in. And it is very easy to get um psychically grabbed at by so many different fucked up things on social media yeah yeah i feel like that makes me want to talk about like psychic attacks and like psychic protection and stuff but that may also be like another conversation <laughs> it's a great it's a great thing though when i'm thinking about that never look in a black mirror without intention <laughs> That's great. I think that has to do with energy work. So jump on into it of this idea of like, because part of the energy practice can be like clearing and can uh -huh. be protecting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I love that. Because there's like, it, it's again, it's like having a subtle understanding of like, what type of protection you might want for different things and different settings and like different materials uh, that's why i love that that comes up you know because it's like protecting yourself isn't to say like don't ever look in a black mirror or don't ever look at your phone either you know like like going through your instagram list and intentionally being like what am i not in alignment with what are my values i value like love and beauty and body representation i'm going through my instagram and whatever i see in the first three Three minutes of scrolling, two minutes of scrolling, delete it, delete it, take it out, block it, delete. I'm not in alignment with this. I don't agree with this. This doesn't work. You know, I don't want to affirm that in my life. I'm not attuned to that. That's a, that's a protection spell, you know, and you're also affirming because it's like we all know you're going to get on your phone and you're going to scroll. We're going to look at the black mirror. So like, look at it again with intention, you know, I just that that that's one thing you know cuz also protection magic can tend to feel like it's a very big topic but um in those very tangible way, little ways i feel like it's um this is also coming up is one time <laughs> i don't even remember where i picked it up but somebody was talking about um in terms of energy practice 
protection from like my own self, which might sound a little odd at first, but in terms of like anxiety, <laughs> which I have become well-versed in a, so it's like, you know, figuring out like, is it my anxiety speaking or is it my soul speaking? Right. In terms of self-protection, protecting me against like what my anxiety would have me believe because your thoughts can very much fuel. They do like it fuels this is why affirmations work on the other side. Your thoughts fuel different chemical associations in your brain. And actually like negative self-talk and things like that can literally be like addiction in the brain. Like, it, you know, you, you're, those grooves get like stuck in there. And so it's like on the other side, it's like you create very positive chemicals in there when it's um, kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> when yeah when you're when you're working with your affirmation energy on the other side how did i get there i went on a journey <laughs> when you are being intentional with your black mirrors and you're protecting your because the subconscious is so impressionable that you are you're protecting yourself from yourself and thank you for bringing it back yes because you get into those spaces where you, thank you where if you're not like diligent about what information you're like willfully taking in like say when you get on that black mirror then you're having like subconscious thoughts. You're going to have some, let me scratch that. You're going to have subconscious thoughts about whatever information you're taking in. So surround yourself with things that are going to generate thoughts of appreciation and beauty and hype and like positivity. You know what I mean? Protect yourself from yourself. Don't let yourself be taken by all those negative associations because that makes your like internal weather, you know? It, that's that'll be what you nurture energetically it's not it's easy so but it's good <laughs> like definitely that is something like i protect my peace on social media and if anything is just like mm -hmm. disturbing these things are muted or things are unfollowed um because you gain more sensitivity once you actually start monitoring that, and I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but like when I used to be able to consume anything in terms of media and be totally fine. Well, since I started really, you know, been on this journey of, of being intentional, understanding how my subconscious works and how a black mirror, just so you know, that is like a hypnotic, it puts you in a hypnotic state and it pulls you into its portal. And that's why that's could be rather than looking at a book or something like that. It just has that extra layer um, of hypnotism to it. But um, I used to be able to consume all different things. I cannot watch, like, I don't want to say I'm, I'm, I love scary movies, but I, for example, a few, this was a few years ago now, uh, a friend of mine came to town and we watched some of Haunting of Hill House, and which is a television show. Um, and I was depressed for like weeks after from getting really into that show. And usually I could watch anything. And I was like, wow, but I, you know, I don't own a TV. I don't really <laughs> watch TV. Like I'm very rare um, catching different shows. So that was... I, it had been very long time for I, since I had watched something like that. And you realize when you're removed from or you're, you're detoxed from it, mm -hmm. how it fucking does affect you, but you've numbed yourself so much that you don't even feel it. And totally. that's the thing, man, like the detox is real. And when you really start, it's introducing it, reintroducing it and being like, whoa, like that's mm -hmm. what that is. Doing. So yeah. I do recommend everyone, like, if you're caring for your energy, consider a detox of like things that could be um, misaligned with how you want to show up energetically. Ooh, and do yeah. you want the low vibrational influences or not, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is a shame because I love that shit, that scary <laughs> shit. And that I don't affect my mood for like three weeks and that's like yeah. operate like that. I also think it's a really smart thing that you pointed out of like, it's like, it's not just like once you've stepped away and you come back to it and you're like, oh shit, like that really does have a strong effect. It's also like, oh shit, like I really am a sensitive being and like, wow, that material really makes me feel some certain way. And that way is full of fear and anxiety. And I'm literally not knocking, right? Like the whole industry of like horror movies and horror literature. Like I love it too. Right. But it's like, if you are like, I just like, 
<laughs> like I don't or even like listening to like true crime like murder podcasts and stuff I, I used to like oh I used to be like obsessed with that kind of stuff and in my recovery somewhere I have found that like like I can feel my you know like I just those are not feelings that I enjoy being in maybe for some there is a adrenaline factor that feels great but like like you said, it's choosing what you're aligned with. If I'm aligning myself with like peace and beauty and like artful inspiration, yeah, like I might want to think about what I'm consuming in that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's protecting your energy. It's protecting yeah. your energy. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I can't do the murders anymore either, unless they're maybe like funny. But even then, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> like talking to my brother he has always worked from home and he put he i was at his house one time and he's playing jerry springer in the background and i was like oh why God. do you have this like i like to hear noise in the background like while i'm working i don't like it to be silence i'm like but jerry springer like you're literally programming your subconscious mind with trash of all the That's chosen true. noise uh, that is very true. <laughs> like you'd be better off putting on SpongeBob SquarePants in the background. You really would. Kids, show put on yeah. Something. Put on your gorgeous pants. Put on something that's gonna amplify yourself. Like something that's gonna like fucking drag you down. So and put you like sorry. people. Other no, I'm I'm fully with you. And it's like and actually too. Then you're like whatever. I don't know. I just see how it's like whatever psychic energy of the people that are on the show. Like you're just taking on all these people's like drama and trauma. <laughs> like gosh. Jerry Springer has anything to do with that. <laughs> I'm dying. Too funny. Protect your, protect your energy and part of yeah. protecting your energy is understanding what external influences are actually truly attaching to your energy, whether that is background sounds that, you know, music that you're, I'm very, I've turned very sensitive to music, which has never happened before. I can't listen to certain music anymore because it's like too aggressive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like shaming. And this is like gross. I can't, I, I pick up on it. So, um, and align, like you said, energetically fill your, your field with things that, align with your values, you know, and it doesn't say remain ignorant. Like, listen, I know everything going on in the world. I have CNN news alerts on yeah. like the Apple alerts, you know, I, I get when things happen. Um, but so I'm not saying be ignorant and live like in Care Bear land. I'm just saying like, <laughs> do you be aware of how your mm -hmm. energy is being affected? If you feel your energy is fucked, like see mm -hmm. how it's being affected by what you're, black mirroring or what you're listening to or what people you're surrounding yourself with and what they're saying, you know? Yes. Um, this case. Energy 101, energy mm -hmm. practices 101. Um, it came up recently uh, for me that an idea of um, like speaking of, of experiences rather than speaking from them. And I kind of feel like what, what you're saying to like, be, you can be like aware of what's going on in the world and present with what's going on in the world and speak of what's going on and not like speaking from what's going on if you're in a state of self-regulation, right? Like that has been a, a big one for me lately. And it allows you to connect with like the emotional byproducts of what's going on, you know, rather than just like you're saying, being controlled by it all. Cause yeah, you do have to walk the line, especially being a sovereign witch. And if you consider yourself a responsible witch, you do know what's going on in the world and you're paying attention to these things. You have to, you know, we have to be aware and being aware of it while not letting it like tear at our strengths and tear at our sensitivities um and e even to bring it back to to the idea of, of protection like kind of goes to that like psychic um you know it can, like it's the word attack sounds so strong but i always it just i think of it so much um and maybe i'm attempting to like desensitize that word a little bit because 
things that grab at you can be like, can can take you away from yourself like that. So, you know, it's a real, it's a real phenomenon, you know, the, the, we're not just like unaffected by the world. The world is meant to affect us, but not, we're not meant to allow things to like grab at us psychically like that. So, um, yes. (laughs) It's super true. And it's just like, I think it comes with a sense of maturity, um, to mm-hmm. be able to really like take that in and and accept that and not just be immediately triggered by the fact that it's, you know, something that is bypassing because I'm not for bypassing. I'm not for, you know, not showing up and voting or not showing up and being like supportive of social causes. Like that's not what we're advocating at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we're advocating being the energy that controls the energy. And as soon as you are being triggered, polarized, um, uh, like you said, attacked, whatever, like taking on the other energy, you're being controlled and you're no longer sovereign and you no longer Mm -hmm. are the, are the energy controlling the energy. And you were way more effective when you were the energy controlling the energy. Yes. And those things show you if you're willing to acknowledge, right. What's actually important to you and and where you actually want to take action. And like you, I love how you say like um, to be for something, not against something that always has stood out to me. You know, it's easy to detect what you're against, but you don't have to take action from that. You can, flip it on its freaking head and be like, oh, that means that I stand for this and I'm going to act from this, like from love or justice, you know, that kind of thing. It allows you to actually be present with what you give a fuck about. (laughs) It makes you effective in your magic. So like taking it to the next level, understanding how magic works. We're magical practitioners, I mean, Simus. And so we speak a lot about energy from the perspective of how does it influence our magic and how are we magnetizing versus repelling versus controlling versus being controlled. And we talk Mm -hmm. about different things like polarities and we talk about languaging and the idea of being intentional with the energy you put into your spell. So exactly what you just said, being for something versus being against something. And a really um, simple example that I like to use is that, remember we had that coven where it was, we were pro uh, racial justice mm-hmm. versus anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's a huge difference there because you're feeding racism with the energy when you say anti-racism. Yeah. But when you say pro-racial justice, you're shifting the energy into justice. And like where the focus um, is, like the, all the energy gets directed to what needs to receive justice, not like a push against an anti something. And then that anti something is going to push back harder, <laughs> you know, people that you don't want to feed. You want to feed <sighs> the people who are the solution, not the problem that have um, that have suffered and- because of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's simply having a study of magic and energy and understanding effectiveness in your intention. Um, and sometimes people, isn't it just the intention? Yes and no, because there's energy behind your intention, you know, yes. and so we want to show up the most, um, the most aligned and intentional and, um, I guess, amplified and, we don't want to be shooting ourselves in the foot by not understanding like basic magical principles, right? Yeah. The power of your words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important to know these kind of things. So, and that is, um, I love the quote that in magic, we don't control the situation. We control the energy around the situation. And I think once you start to wrap your mind around that, you really understand the essentialness of, of energy work. Yes. I love that too. And it also is that, um, that lovely experience of realizing like, what's your responsibility and what isn't and like what you can affect and like what you have to leave up to just the larger web of fate and things. And like, I just, I love that. Like to me, there's just such a nice like balance to come into with that, like both being, you know, intentionally driven and focused and then also just surrendering to like how it's going to, take take form in that way yeah that is beautiful yeah surrender that's like a form of energetic peace you know totally peace to the the world and the situation so Mm -hmm. you know we're 
we're not just we're not saying like again bypass or anything like that we're saying like understand how energy works and be intentional with it and and be responsible and wise when it comes to your 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 energy and your witchcraft and your magic these things are all intertwined and and having a, a wisdom around that can just make us effective that was the word i was looking for before there it is we can be more effective. <laughs> i love it that's very true yeah we started from this idea of like what people think when they hear energy work oh lying on a reiki table <laughs> and we brought it all the way how like hopefully we got to cover all the expansiveness yes. of energy and how it really encompasses encompasses all aspects of our lives yes and how just the simplest some very simple rituals or practice can move mountains you know and Completely. i think if everyone understands Good. Yeah, I think if everyone understood how energy worked and how to work effectively with energy, we could see very big shifts in the world, you know? I agree. And I see it all the time. I see it in like the trajectory of my own life. I see it in other people's lives all the time. I'm uh, honored and like blessed to to experience it through other people. Now energy work will tap you into that and then you just get to see so it's easy to see how it's just it's very easy to see that that beautiful expanse of magic when you kind of stay 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 tuned to it but yes i see the evidence of it um benefiting many many people and um love love what i see in the big picture for it yes and you're committed to it and oh it's a do, lifelong thing do. yes it's a lifestyle <laughs> 100% <laughs> Yeah, you do Rainbow Serpent at the studio, which is an in-person kind mm -hmm. of um, mat-based intention flow, um, energy type intention, dance. It's like all the things. But it's like a. I, sometimes I feel like it's like a um, sampling platter of various energy work practices. <laughs> so it's like an exploration of energy work. Yes, <laughs> energetic poo poo platter. <laughs> yes there's some dance in it there's some intention saying there's some breath in it there's some like yogic flow yes um some visualization. Yeah, visualization yeah yes. it's a great so that's a really nice yeah and then you do our virtual morning mystics on fridays which is a different kind of energy work that the energy is virtual you don't need to be in the same room it's it's omnipresent so you yeah. can connect energetically with people anywhere in the world yes such a great uh, morning ritual time uh it's a great like way to create your groove for whatever your ritual practices are um but yeah in that space it's very self-reflective you can show up in your pajamas and just be comfy and have your morning tea or what have you and and chat and reflect and really carve out the space to dedicate to your practices, you know, it's, and it's really nice to have the guidance and um, we kind of witness one another in the community as well with the, you know, sharing and, and uh, expressing self-expressing this beautiful thing. <laughs> it becomes very affirmative because the practices we do together kind of make it very clear that the experiences we're processing have a lot of overlap and a lot of shared um like recognition. It's just so nice. I love it. It's beautiful. And again, what an intentional way to start your day yeah. with mystical intention, you know, yes. versus maybe just like diving right into the the stress mm -hmm. and anxiety of emails or something. Um, totally. We have some folks who like carve out, they'll like take a break off of work to like come tap in. And I'm just like, how awesome. Like there's just like office buildings out there where people are like, I'll just, I'm gonna peace out for this little meditation practice real quick. I love it. <laughs> and even you just created a new class that's monthly now, which is the, this y'all is cool. So, <laughs> you know, at me, 
we have a lot of dance offerings and we have a lot of witchy offerings and we really do try to bridge the two but i feel like this class has done a fabulous job of bridging the two the it's called the rainbow chakra dance class yes oh my god it's so fun i'm so excited that it's going to be a monthly offering um it is exactly a, a space to bridge your practices it's most likely dance that we're you're already very familiar with it's movements that are very accessible um, there's lots of room for having your own personal expression in your movements um, nothing rigid it's all free um, but again kind of in my style of just like enough guidance to like give you um, a journey to go on with your energy so we, you know I've curated the class to take us on a route to crown movement journey. And I just, I'm all about, you know, channeling in the moment, the um, symbolic representations and with the movements. And I had a, I had a blast in the first class, just like letting myself explore what that sounds like, feels like. Um, and man, we just made such huge magic together in that room for that class. So, um, I think it's going to be just a great time. And I think it's, uh, my hope is that it will, yeah, really expand that access to, uh, your energy work practices. And it's a sensual dance class. So it's, you're, yes. you're learning like a sensual dance sequence, mm -hmm. um, but it's in circle holding space for each other. Um, but what's really cool is like, you can add magic to, for those who do floor work or those who do um, more like striptease, even with us, it's though that kind of um, erotic movement, but it's adding the intention of harnessing that energy from shocker to shocker, shocker, and bringing it up um, as a way to clear and amplify your your energy points within your body. So it has that like extra enchantment in it. So yeah. I just love and love coming up with these different concepts and seeing how they they work out. Because we all all three of these classes were started off like I don't know what's it going to be. Yeah. <laughs> And are such a support to our witches. So um, just a few of like the offerings that we, that people can, can catch you whether either virtually or in studio, just to get a vibe of what you teach and yes. how you teach. Yes. It's great time. Generally quite experimental. I just really celebrate taking your energy work tools and putting them to use with freedom, you know? So I like to facilitate yeah. that. Love that people show up to do it with me. <laughs> Showing up is always good. Um, if, if you learned anything from this podcast, it's the idea that like the idea of energy work is quite expansive and it can be so empowering to choose to identify as an energist or an energy work and start choosing to be the energy that controls the energy, whether it is for like mental health, whether it is for like manifestation purposes, whether it's just like, I don't know what's going on. I just need to make it through my day and I'm not comfortable where I am right now. Know that there's an endless array of modalities that you can tap into. Um, and we just kind of covered a few, but we did talk. I was like, listen, we, I know we need to regulate our time because you and I could chat forever. <laughs> um, so we're going to have you back and we'll have another topic. We'd love to um, chat on other things. Yes. <laughs> great with the energy thing, but we are going to always ask, you know, when there's a, a guest on the podcast for discussion, I'm going to have three questions that I'm always going to ask. Love it. Um, to kind of out our podcast ritual and the first is what is your personal mantra or source of daily inspiration i love that um i have a mantra that i wrote in the beginning of the year that i did a ceremony around um and so for this year the mantra is i am secure in my peaceful heart and um, that's been a, f a focus of healing for me this year. I really love that. Um, but this month, <laughs> it's been, I am grounded in wealth. Ooh. <laughs> it's been wrapping up. Uh, this is 
2023 and we have archetypes of the month each month at the studio and our archetype this month is the wealth weaver so i love that you have an annual and then also a monthly yes. to work yeah. on oh i love that one <laughs> yes <laughs> All right. Second question is, what is your favorite sensuous indulgence? Um, it changes. I very much have like favorites that I'll go to over and over again. Um, but lately it is a delicious piece of tiramisu cake. I love, I've also like stopped drinking coffee so much um, and so indulging in the tiramisu, like savory, sweet, spicy. Mm. Mwah. I just love sweets. Love. So any kind of like cakes and things. Yes. Chocolates. Yes. But dude, that okay. tiramisu, just everything. Mm, specifically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then finally, what does living fully in your power as a witch look like to you? Hmm. Living fully in my power as a witch means maintaining the spaciousness that I desire to honor how I feel. It's about having a lot of choice in my life and honoring the power of choice that I have. Whether that's with, yes, choosing my state of mind or what I want to eat, how I want to dress, who I want to do, whatever I want to do with them. <laughs> it's choice. It's celebrating choice. That's a big one for me right now. Yeah. Love that. And it also means, um, you know, always like allowing myself to learn, grow and evolve. You know, my favorite thing about uh, being a spiritually driven witch is that that can evolve. I'm not tied to believing one thing. And so I can grow and explore. Yes. Maybe that will be our next meeting. The idea of like the, the sovereign witch and witch not being tied to a dogmatic belief system. I would oh. love to talk about that. Yes. There's so much self-love in being flexible with you're with evolving. That's so, yes, we'll love to talk about that. <laughs> love it. Well, first, I promised you, hold on. Positive <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <Pleasant> wave. <laughs> so good. Good old canned laughter. Okay, wait, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> You get out of here. <laughs> that tickles me. This podcast platform has all these built-in medias, and I'm like, how can I weave this into the podcast? Because I feel like I'm paying good money for this, and I want to. Yeah, we're... I want a good when I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amazing. The listener tuned out by now so um <laughs> we shall end things starving thank you so much yes, for yes. coming on for being such a source of power and also joy in my life and in the life of all of our witches i'm just so endlessly grateful for you so i beam i beam light years and light years for you all <laughs> thank you so much i i just infinite love Yes. Uh, great. Always great to chat with you. Yes. Bye, Sarbi. Mwah. Thank you for joining me for the Minx and Muse podcast. You can find show notes and learn more about the studio at www.minxandmuse.com. As a reminder, it is our birthright to transform, expand, and safely exist as sensual, conscious, and empowered creatures. I'll see you next time.